our mission is to keep the tradition alive. It's up to us. It's our responsibility. Who else is going to do it? Hello, and welcome to episode 224 of the Red Box Report weekly movie podcast where we talk about the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. And I'm your co-host, Brooks And on this week's episode, we got a double review for you. We're going to talk about a ghost story as well as Baby Driver. But sad news, no top five this week to make room for those two reviews. But we'll be back later. In a future episode, I'm sure, with the top five to go along with the episode. But we'll also talk about what else we watched and give our final points before we get out of here. What's going on? Not a whole lot. I, uh, sorry to make it a double this week, but uh, just had to happen. Yeah, we're always sorry you have to hear double of us. <laughs> we wouldn't wish it on our worst enemies. But. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I could say that my daughter broke her arm over the weekend. That's right. news in my life. And uh, that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> she tripped and fell on the on the sidewalk or the, the driveway and just seemed like a normal fall. I mean, I wasn't there, but from what I hear. And as it went on, it seemed like it was a little bit swollen. And she wasn't really using it. So a couple of days later, we decided we'll go to patient first just to make sure nothing's wrong. I'm sure, it's just sprained. Nope, it's broke. And had to take her to get the cast uh, yesterday. So It's a big cast, too. <laughs> yeah, they said it, the, the break, it's more like a dent. It's near the wrist. They said... If for a normal sized person, they would just do like the the half cast where it kind of just goes halfway down your forearm. But for someone who's so small, it would just slip off. So they had to go the full past the elbow to make sure it stayed on. That's a pain. Can it hit water? No, cannot get wet. It's not waterproof. So That's the worst. She kind of loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a casket put on because I've never broken the burn before knock on wood but i recorded her getting her cast put on the whole process and at one point when they start putting the hot pink like wrapping around it she looks at us and mouths i love it <laughs> like she was so excited to get kids in her class to sign it yeah wait till you get it taken off it's literally just take like jigsaw right off <laughs> holy shit it's crazy it literally just looks like a hardware tool yeah Initially, they told us she'd have to be in a cast for six weeks, but they, uh, they when they put it on, they said only three weeks. So, not too bad. Not bad. Not too bad at all. It's been one day. She seems like she's got the hang of it. So, yeah. Better than Casey Affleck could say in a ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's get into ghost story. Kick it off with that. This is a movie about uh, a man. It's not really a spoiler that he dies because it happens very early on and that's what the whole movie is about. Casey Affleck uh, 
he dies and he comes back as a ghost with the which literally just a guy with a sheet over his head which is kind of interesting and then uh basically just shows him go back to the house that he loves so much with his wife Rooney Mara and him just watching everything happen back at the house it's a very um reflective quiet movie got a lot got a lot of buzz out of Sundance um and it's got 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've heard a lot of people that I listen to say it's one of the best movies of the year. So this was a movie I was incredibly excited to watch. Uh, been looking forward to it for a while now. But what about you, Brooks? Well, I, I didn't hear anything about it until you had told me about it. And, uh, well, I'm yeah, sorry then. Was... Well, yeah, but you told me it was like an indie... <laughs> drama movie. Um, I didn't even know Casey Affleck was in it at that point, and I started looking into it. Like you said, the scores online for it are phenomenal. Pretty, I mean, most big movies that are even good don't even get the good scores that this had. Yeah. So I didn't really know what to expect. I saw like a headline that says Casey Affleck goes undercover in the <laughs> story, and he literally goes undercover. Yes, directed by David Lowry, who did... Peach Dragon last year, which I thought was pretty good, and uh, Ain't Them Body Saints a couple years before that, which got some buzz, but I thought was not as good as everyone said. Um, and as far as Ghost Story, I was pretty disappointed with it, actually. Um, I liked it. I liked what it was going for. I liked a lot of the aspects about it a lot, but as a movie, as a viewing experience, I was pretty let down. How about you? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, like I said, going into it, I didn't really know what it was about or what it was going for, but after seeing it, I like, like you said, the ideas it was going for, the premise, and uh, like, I guess the moral of the story, you would say. But yeah. uh, I didn't think, I think it could have done it a lot better, the way they went about it, the way the movie was made. Like you said, it was a viewing experience. It's, it's pretty drawn out in some parts, and it's super quiet. I mean, there's times where it could go like 10 minutes with no dialogue and maybe even longer than that. I just, I don't know. It's, it didn't set up the beginning, didn't set up his death very well. It's, mm-hmm. It wasn't very much about it I liked. It was just maybe I wasn't in the right mindset to watch this kind of movie, but it yeah. just did not catch me for the first way around. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is a weird review for me where I have a lot of positives written down, like a lot of things that I appreciate and I liked about the movie. And then the negatives, which really brought my score down, are basically just like, it's pretty boring. Like, uh, they didn't do a great job, like you said, setting up the characters. I feel like they rushed into his death where I had no investment, you know? At all, yeah. If I would have been invested in these characters, I feel like it would have been ten times better because... They just didn't do a good enough job in the time they had to sell this relationship and their their love for each other or his connection to the house or just even them as people. Like, I just feel like I didn't get to know him. And then once he dies, it's all from the ghost perspective. And I feel like you don't even really see her character that much after that. And it kind of just goes in a different direction. Yeah, and it was, like, confusing. Like, in the beginning, while he's still living, they were talking about trying to setting up moving were they not 
Right, yeah. He didn't want to move because he had a connection to the house. She kind of did. So when he dies, she kind of feels like she owes it to him to stay there as long as possible, but then she eventually does leave. Yeah, but like the beginning scenes with those two weren't... weren't I wouldn't say they're terrible, but they weren't... No. I'd say the performances are good by KCF yeah. like Rudy Mara. It's just, I feel like you didn't... Yeah, the time they did spend together, it didn't do enough to just get you invested in these people. Yeah. And... I feel like that. May, when I say the movie was boring, I hate I hate saying that. It's not because like the movie's still doing good things, and it's funny how you could say one person could say a movie's boring, another person could say it, it wasn't because they are invested. That's that's why I was boring because I I would be riveted if I was like invested in him as a character or her, but I just wasn't. So that's why it came across as boring to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean don't even learn their names really yeah Actually, i don't know if you do at all i'm not sure i watched it like a few weeks ago i certainly that's can't it. remember them so that's not a great they sign. just go by c and m oh yeah that's right yeah yeah so but i do love the way it looks i love the aspect ratio the way it looks like a home movie you know i, I kind of yeah. liked it i like the cinematography i like the score a lot the sound design I like the way the ghost looks. I think that's really, like, the premise. That's the best part of the movie. Like, just the sheet. Like, uh, the typical Halloween ghost you would see. But it's really well done. Even for as simple as it sounds, they, like, do a great job with the eye holes and the way he moves around. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, for sure. I would say maybe this music and the score could have been a little better to set the mood. Because at times it just it just gets really uh, bland and boring to me anyway. Yeah. It's a very contemplative movie. Like, I feel like he's trying to get at, you know, passage of time and what does it all mean? What does it mean when someone dies and grief and how, like, you can see her, her whole grieving process play out from his perspective. Like, at first she's just devastated. She... Basically, there's the famous pie scene. She basically sits down. Oh, my God, that killed me. (laughs) She sits down for, like, literally 10 minutes, scarfing down this pie. And what was it about it that killed you? I was just cursing at my screen, just like, after two minutes, you'll understand. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. They start off uh, at, like, an angle. She's just, like, eating the pie, and then she sits down, and then you see the ghost watching her. And you only need that for about 30 seconds, in my opinion. But it goes on for, what would you say, five to eight minutes? Yeah. Maybe it's... See, I I didn't mind the scene. Um, I didn't love it either. A lot of people loved it. I didn't love it. I didn't mind it. There was also a scene from the movie Shame where there was a long scene of uh, Carrie Mulligan singing uh, New York, New York, like really drawn out, which some people loved, some some people hated. They kind of remind me of this, but I heard on another podcast, Film Junk, their biggest criticism was she didn't eat the crust. Like, she, yeah. she was sticking to the middle, and then she didn't even finish it. She didn't touch the crust, and then she just leaves it on the ground and walks away. Yeah. Like, come I on. It, what it's going for and the whole... Uh, Stress eating, yeah. Eating, yeah, but it was just... 
it conveyed the message and then it just went on and kind of lost me. That's why I didn't like it. Yeah. Like, I like these ideas and the idea of, you know, just thinking about what this means. If ghosts are real, like, and this is what they're viewing, like, there are good ideas here. And sometimes they do subtle things, like they show this, the gradual, her coming out of her depression and kind of moving on with her life and how that must feel for him, like, right? And I like the way he communicated with the ghost in the house across the street. I wish there was more of that. Yeah. You know? I yeah, think, I, I like that. I, didn't, I don't know. Just, I, like I said, I like the whole idea of the movie, but there's just, I don't know. <laughs> I thought that didn't end up the way I thought it was going to end up, I guess I should say. A really cool scene, I thought, was when they he is still alive, and in the middle of the night, the piano goes off, right? Yeah, yeah. And he gets yeah. up, and it's nothing there, and then... Spoiler alert, uh, you find out... I mean, I really don't think this is a movie that can be spoiled, but later on you find out that was him. He kind of yeah. eventually goes through time, basically, and starts reliving it all over again, right? Yeah, he gets stuck in like a time loop, I guess you would say. Yeah, so. I thought that was pretty cool. That's a subtle yeah. thing that uh, that worked. And that's really how like the whole movie ends up going. Mm-hmm. It's that whole time loop premises. Yeah, that actually surprised me. What did you think about how just all of a sudden she leaves, next thing you know there's this like uh, lat Latino family living in the house. I kind of yeah. liked the way he was uh, haunting them. That was pretty funny, actually. He's just throwing plates around, and they're freaking out. Yeah, and the one kid could see him, didn't he? Yeah. Was he uh, the kid from The Sixth Sense? Was it him? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he sees dead people. I don't think so. <laughs> I see dead people. Right. And then there was like this stoner group, right? That was just constantly talking about life and what does it all mean. I thought that was a little heavy handed, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I agree. It didn't. It's just, it's just weird how the way the whole, like I said, the time loop works out and they threw that in there. I think they kind of threw that in there to like uh, assist like the moral of the story, but I don't think it works that way in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree. Like house gets demolished, replaced by a, a, a building skyscraper. And that kind of yeah. shows just getting at like the, the way the world's going, you know, and I don't know. I'd, my biggest problem, I feel like this would have been an awesome short film, you know, yeah. like, to get this these ideas across a little bit quicker. Maybe if this movie was like 20, 30 minutes long, you wouldn't need to have the investment because it would be a faster process and you'd get these ideas. Whereas here, they kind of feels like it's being drawn out a bit. And that's sure. why that investment is needed because... If it's going to be drawn out, I need a reason to stay inside the mind frame of the movie. Yeah, it's, it gets confusing with the other ghosts, and I don't know. I just don't... It confuses me how he's dead and a ghost, and he goes back in time, and goes back... It's just it's very confusing to me anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I knew this was a movie after I watched it, and I do like it. I do like the movie, like I said. It, I like it more 
like listening to podcasts about it, just like hearing their thoughts and the discussion that it it kind of spins off into. I like more than the actual movie itself. But yeah. I kind of figured this could be a challenging one for you after seeing it. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I guess you could get into, like, talking about uh, what you think or what your premise is of the idea of how this works with uh, the plot. I don't know. That's what we do here, baby. Yeah, well, it's just not like an idea that I would be. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, definitely not for everyone. I liked it. I give it a light seven and a half out of ten. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, Don't be scared. Light five. <laughs> there you go. Light five. That's fair. Like, yeah, the, I mean, the, uh, the performances weren't bad, and I I did like the way the basic ghost look, and I do like the the moral, like I said, that it would be, but just definitely the drawn out scenes and. I think there was definitely a, more than a few things they could have done better. Yeah, I agree. I, like I said, I was really anticipating it. I thought I was going to love it. And to just merely like it, it's pretty disappointing. So this guy, David Lowry, I mean, he's a guy, every movie he's made has had potential and I've liked, but it's just missing something. Like all of his movies I've ever given a seven or a seven and a half. So he's got to find a way to break that barrier with me. Yeah, I I don't think this was a gigantic miss, but definitely didn't hit home for me. I do appreciate that it's something different, you know, something that it's not just some generic movie that you've seen 27 different versions of, you know. Yeah, He's sure. going for something. That, I appreciate that. So let's transition now into something a little more upbeat, a little more mainstream. Baby Driver, Edgar Wright's latest movie starring Ansel Elgort, your boy. Lily yeah. James, Kevin Spacey, Jamie Foxx, John Hamm, John Bernthal. Pretty solid cast. The premise is a kid named Baby who is uh, in debt to Kevin Spacey's character. Needs to pay him off by, uh, repay him off by being his getaway driver for these um, bank Heist. robberies. Heists, yeah. And he's like this crazy expert driver who has some kind of disease where he needs music in his ears at all times or else he'll kind of get restless. Is that what it is? And, uh, so basically yeah, the whole, tinnitus, I think yeah, tinnitus. And he needs, uh, he's constantly got headphones in listening to music and the movie kind of uses that to, to be this. It's almost like a musical in a way. Like it's a, the soundtrack in his ears or the soundtrack for the, the movie. It's almost like, a bunch of music videos strung together back to back to back and uh yeah it's kind of kind of creative in that way and then he meets this girl who's a waitress and tales all his time you know the rest yeah i was looking forward to this movie quite a bit as well um this got a lot of buzz 93 percent on rotten tomatoes so even better than a ghost story uh and i like edgar wright i'm not as big a fan of his as a lot of people are he did um uh, World's End and the zombie movie Shaun of the Dead and yeah and uh, what is it the video game inspired movie Scott Pilgrim vs the World had you heard of this movie were you looking forward to it yeah I've heard of it I had heard of it and uh, I've actually I saw this a month or so ago 
and I liked it. I think I liked it even better on the second watch. Nice. I thought it was, for what it is, I thought it was great. I thought they, I really liked, uh, Al Gore, what the hell's his name? Ansel Al Gore? Yeah, yeah, I thought, I liked his character. I thought uh, Kevin Spacey was good. All in all, as for what the kind of movie it is, the heist kind of movie with the kind of generic backstory, I liked it. Yeah, it's 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 the same exact. I think it's based off the same story that Drive was made from. You remember that movie yeah. with Ryan Gosling? Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And this takes it in a completely different direction. I mean, that movie was like quiet and moody and like more serious and violent and brutal. And this is more like a, a cartoon. This is like over the top playing into itself over the top characters with like, uh, like the music. I, I do like the music aspect. That's creative, original, like, did you like that aspect of it? Yeah. I, I thought the soundtrack was really good. Sorry. I thought you were finishing. It. No, I was trying to think of something to say. So I threw it to you when I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked the soundtrack. I thought it, uh, Played in well in certain parts. It had some of my favorite songs in the soundtrack. But I thought they did a great job. Like, uh, what would you call it? Uh, using Chore- that in the movie. Yeah, it's choreography like, and like the the setup and. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. That was pretty cool. I liked all that. My biggest problem. All right, I did like the movie, but again, it's a movie that I was disappointed by. I was super looking forward to it and then just ended up just liking it enough. I feel like I did not like Ansel Elgort as the main guy. I did not buy him in this role. No. No, I, I feel like this kid needed to be a lot cooler than he could pull off. <laughs> you know? like I could definitely see that point of view for sure. It just came across as cheesy when he's dancing around. I just I couldn't buy it. But at the same time... I wouldn't say he did a bad performance. It's just, it could have been just a problem with me. Like, I just could not buy him as this character. But I thought all the other performances were good. I love, I really like Jamie Foxx. thought he did a great job. He usually does. And then Kevin Spacey was pretty great as well in that role. Yeah, for sure. And it's nice to see John Hamm in a movie. Seeing him since uh, Mad Men. Yeah, he's always... He keeps trying with the movies. I don't know. Yeah. Nothing will ever be as good as Mad Men. Yeah, for sure. Did you watch that show? Uh, yeah, I'm like five seasons. I still haven't finished it. Nice, yeah. One of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. Um, I liked Lily James as the love interest. I actually thought she did a good job. I think she was Cinderella a few years back. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I agree, and I thought... Uh... I liked her gall at the end of the movie. She was going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, all in all, I think her performance was good. Yeah. Um, what about the car stunts, the racing, and, uh, like, the crazy turns and escapes? I guess it was... I mean, they were, it was definitely good, I suppose. And, like, car video games are, like, my favorite. But when it comes to movies and these, like, action scenes with cars, I just... I never end up really liking it. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's never my favorite. Like, people love Fast and Furious movies and these racing movies. This is definitely better than Fast and Furious as far as the car stuff goes. But, yeah, for whatever reason, like, these car chases and stuff like that, it doesn't excite me as much as, like, 
a foot chase or or action in a different way. Yeah. But that's the thing I loved about Drive was that it did enthrall me in that movie. They found a way to do it with the filmmaking. So it is possible. This movie was cool, but it didn't really do anything that much for me. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I definitely come from the same point of view. Um, I don't know. I definitely think there could have have been some more into it. The way the story panned out was pretty predictable, in my opinion. Yeah. How you feel about that? Oh, yeah. One more job. Very cliche. Probably intentionally. I think it's more just like a half parody, half trying to do this story like in a just in a different way like tell yeah, a definitely. familiar familiar story but in a uh, a creative and new way of telling it yeah it definitely fits firmly into the genre that it is in yeah i'm quitting i'm just this is my last job and then you get pulled yeah. in and yeah like the backstabs Girl, the twists yeah it. yeah it's that's like that didn't bother me so much because I, I, I saw what it was going for. But I do think it tried a little bit too hard, especially, like, to be funny. I didn't think it was as funny as it thought it was at times. Yeah. And just felt like it was trying too hard to be cool and not quite getting there enough. Yeah, definitely. But, but again, I, I liked the movie. I had a lot of fun with it. It was an easy watch. I think it was, like, two hours, but it, it flew by. I thought it was a well-paced, uh, entertaining film. It's just when your expectations are high, sometimes it can't be met. Yeah, for sure. I think I would definitely recommend watching it, but just knowing what you're going into, it's this kind of uh, heist, car race, uh, love, interests, side genre type movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Definitely would recommend it in that uh, frame of mind. I completely agree. This is another seven and a half out of ten for me, but I do prefer this to a ghost story. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with seven and a half also. I nice. Think, uh, didn't miss what it was going for. Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't know. What do you, have you seen those other Edgar Wright movies like uh, Shaun of the Dead? Uh, no. Is that the kind of make fun of one? Yeah, it's like uh, a parody of. Uh, Zombie apocalypse movie, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've seen parts and bits of it. But yeah. People love him. He's got a real cult following. He was supposed to direct Ant Man, but then he got. They uh, had some creative differences and he bailed out at the last minute. Yeah. I don't know. He's always a guy that people have been going like gaga over. And to me, he's, he's, he's good, but he's never really made anything that I've just loved. And yeah. that continues to this day. Maybe next time, Ed. <laughs> Maybe next time. All right. All right. What else have you been watching? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'll start it off then while you think about it. Um, right. I watched Girls Trip, the comedy from this yeah. summer. Um, that I've been hearing a lot of praise that it's the funniest movie of the year. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked about it recently how comedy in movies is pretty much dead to me. Like, I can't remember the last time there's been a great pure comedy in the vein of Superbad or, you know, Borat or something like that. Yeah. And a lot of people said this this could be the one. This is getting great reviews. 
And it was pretty funny. I'll give it that. It probably is the best pure comedy that I've seen all year. But that's not saying much when you're talking about The House and Rough Night and stuff like that. Snatched. But it, it was pretty good. It, it had its moments. Um, the problem I feel like with comedies these days is, again, like I said with Baby Driver, just trying so hard every two seconds going for a laugh. It's, you know, yeah. you can see right through it. I kind of... I don't know. Maybe Superbad is the same way. Maybe the jokes just hit more often, but or Anchorman, but it's yeah. I think it's they almost had like lightning in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, and it's this is going for a lot of obvious stuff, but I am not going to lie. I definitely did laugh at times. Yeah, it's an entertaining movie, better than I expected it to be, but not as good as I heard it was. Uh, there is a hilarious scene where the girls. Um, it's a bunch of black women who are going on a they're old friends they were in a sorority together one of the friends like is famous now for this book that she wrote and she's married to a guy who's famous as well and they're going on like she's going to some kind of event and she's bringing her girls to have a fun time and they kind of get carried away it's kind of like a, a female hangover movie really. like this weekend where they just get crazy and yeah. And bad stuff happens. But there's a scene where they're going on these, like, zip lines across, uh, I want to say it's in New Orleans, but the zip line across this, like, from one building to another across the side of the road. And there's all these people under them. girl gets stuck halfway through and just starts pissing on everybody underneath her. <laughs> uh, it was unexpected and pretty funny. <laughs> I, I would say check it out if you're, you know... Say you're at home with looking for a date movie or just a movie to laugh at. It's Girls Trip, pretty good. Six and a half out of ten. Nice, nice. You got anything? Uh, yeah, I watched uh, Oliver Stone's JFK. All right. With, uh, Kev- Kevin Koss? Kev- yeah, Kevin Costner. I fucking hate Kevin Costner. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> Gosh, no country for old men. Oh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of good people in the movie. It's it's a really good, well-made movie. It's definitely the premise of it is basically conspiracy theory, and um, it's I like the movie. I'm definitely a historical guy. It's about the uh, Louisiana. I think he was the attorney general or something of that sort, and he was like the only person ever prosecute tried to prosecute the United States government about a conspiracy. About the Lee Harvey Oswald stuff and all that. So right. It's a lot of detail and there's a lot of stuff to pay attention in the movie, so it's probably not for everybody. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Way too long, way too. I don't know. I'm not a big Oliver Stone fan. No. See, he made like The Doors movies, one of my favorite movies of all time. I haven't seen that one. You, never, oh, you gotta check it out. Val Kilmer, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have But to I mean, it. yeah, like I said, there's a lot. To absorb and a lot to pay attention to, and but I'm a history buff, and it was nice to just see, uh, you know, that side of the story. Although it's been disproven many times over by now, the whole premise of the movie, the guy was basically a nut job. But I enjoyed the movie. I'd probably give it a seven and a half. Nice. Yeah. Was that your first time seeing it? Yeah, yeah, all the way through. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right, I watched a movie on Netflix, or a couple of them actually, but uh, Gerald's Game. 
Have did you see this new addition to Netflix? I don't know. It's a Stephen King adaptation, kind of like a horror-ish thriller where this older couple who's been having some marriage troubles of late, trying to spice up the love life a little bit, go on a like a, a weekend trip to their summer home or whatever, this other place that's a little more secluded, and the guy breaks out these handcuffs, uh, <clears throat> straps his wife to the post of the bed, starts getting uh, frisky with her. All of a sudden, she's like, no, not feeling it. Un- <laughs> take me off. Take the handcuffs off. He starts getting mad. But it seems like he's about to, to go through with it. And then he has a heart attack and dies. Holy shit. And she is stuck here, <laughs> handcuffed to the bed. So that's basically the premise, is she's got to try to get out of this situation. And uh, it's a really dark movie because there's some dark places. Like it starts, she's there's like flashbacks to her and her father when she was young. There was definitely some uh, not so great things happening there, and I guess the handcuffs kind of brought it back. Like it wasn't as crazy as you probably think, but it's still pretty I mean obviously bad 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 stuff handcuffs <laughs> bring back bad memories can't be good yeah exactly <laughs> and um yeah so she starts hallucinating that you know this death guy like death itself is coming to get her and there's a dog that when they first got there she fed it steak from the kitchen and he's like you know that was that was two hundred dollar Kirby beef steak that <laughs> you just fed that dog, and and then a dog comes back into play a little bit later. It's it was pretty good. Um, simple premise, simple like single location type of thing. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty well done. Uh, it definitely went. There's definitely some crazy scenes as she tries to get out of this situation, and there's like moments where she's hallucinating or at least like dreaming or kind of picturing like basically you know the old thing angel on one shoulder devil on the other yeah some of that going on yeah i would check it out you like horror stuff i mean this isn't pure horror or anything but i think you might enjoy it i gave it a seven and a half out of ten all right cool i totally forgot i saw uh, tom cruise's new movie american made oh did you yeah I, I definitely enjoyed it. I won't give too much away because it's still in theaters. I'm sure people want to go out and see it, but uh, I really liked it. It's very uh, historical if you know anything about like the Contras, and, uh, like Ronald Reagan and uh, Bill Clinton and Oliver North. Yeah, it's about the guy, right? He's uh, gets hired by the CIA to smuggle drugs, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically fly weapons down there. Fly. Basically, it doesn't really give anything away to say they hire him to start flying guns down there and he's tells the guy he's like well I want to be making more money than this and just like you'll figure it out <laughs> so starts flying all the coke back and I mean it's, it's a, like I said I don't want to give too much away but yeah it basically goes through every government agency in the world well in America anyway and I thought it was a good movie it's uh I mean it's definitely not I wouldn't put it anywhere near like blow or anything like that but it was a very good movie. I thought Tom Cruise was maybe a little too lighthearted for the role. 
Mm-hmm. So I did like some research after seeing it. The guy that he plays is a pretty ruthless guy, and you would have just thought this guy was like your average American dad barbecue in the backyard type <laughs> guy. But yeah, well, that's Tom well, Cruise for you. He's got to always be a good guy. Oh well, yeah, for sure. He definitely put his little twist on the guy. But all in all, it was definitely a great movie. Had some really good scenes, really powerful scenes, and uh, I think it really really portrays how corrupt and crazy that whole situation was with the Nicaraguans and everything that went down there back in that time. But I would definitely recommend going to see it in the theaters. Yeah, I've been, I've been meaning to. Did you see it in theaters? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, I guess how else would you, right? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I've been meaning to, um, If I had a free you know, chance to go see a movie last week, I was going to try to see it, but it just didn't happen. But I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out at some point. Big fan For sure. of... Sorry. No, it's, it's definitely worth going to see. I would say I'd probably give it a heavy seven and a half, light eight. Nice. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the, the director, Doug Lyman, who worked with Tom Cruise a few years ago for Edge of Tomorrow, one of my favorite sci-fi action oh, yeah, movies awesome. in recent times. So, yeah. Glad to hear that uh, they did it again. Maybe not quite for as sure. good, but at least it's worth seeing. Cool. Absolutely. Uh, the other Netflix movie I watched is Little Evil, which is basically just, uh, it's got, what's his name? Adam Scott in the lead role as a stepdad who comes in to marry this woman who has a son already, and he turns out to basically be like the devil reincarnate basically just a parody comedy version of one of those movies with the child is evil. And, uh, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to say, but it was okay. It was, it had, it was easy watch, lighthearted, some funny moments, a lot of obvious things. It was kept going back to, but I don't know if you're looking for something to put on the background, lighthearted, it's worth a shot. Yeah, for sure. Six out of 10. Nice. I think I'll end up with, uh, I saw Tropic Thunder. I think I'd seen it years ago. But uh, I don't, I didn't remember everything that went on. And uh, it's a ridiculous movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I love it. Oh, it is funny as crap. I mean, I, I remember the first time around I'd seen it years ago. I didn't even know it was Robert Downey Jr. playing that character. <laughs> He's method actor. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Jack Black, Ben Stiller, it's it's incredible. Another Tom Cruise movie. Which is Tom Cruise isn't in it too much, but it's uh <laughs> Apple Bottom Jeans. <laughs> it's one of his funnier performances. Yeah, for sure. It's a ridiculous comedy. I like uh I like the trailers, the fake trailers before it starts. Oh uh, yeah, with all all their like work they've done. Yeah, like the Inferno Seven Chills. I don't know what it was, but yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Oh, that's hilarious! Jack Black's like a prima donna drug addict. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's a hilarious movie. It's definitely got to be. I'd say at least an eight for me. It's in the genre that it's in. It's absolutely hilarious. And watching. I haven't seen yeah. it in a while. Don't know how much it holds up, but I definitely loved it at the time. Yeah, you got Danny McBride as the explosions guy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. Oh, cool. I might have to give it a give it a poke, give it a rewatch. Yeah. Uh, I'll quickly go through a couple of things. Um, I watched the documentary on Netflix, Long Shot. 
which I would definitely recommend. This is it's a short film. It's only like 40 45 minutes long. It's about this this uh this guy who gets accused of murder <laughs> and uh basically the way he says he's he's innocent. They say he killed somebody uh, whatever he was accused of murder, he says he's innocent, and his alibi is that he was at the Dodgers game with his daughter that night when it was the murder was supposed to have happened, and it just so happened that uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm was filming an episode with Larry David and some prostitute as they go to a Dodger game at that Dodger game that night, so. They figure this out and they basically start looking for proof that maybe, you know, we can see this guy in like background footage or some kind of footage that they got from the game. And uh, I guess, spoiler alert, they do. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a crazy story. They, they You can see and they show the footage. It's him and his, his daughter as they're walking down the aisle to get back to their seat. And it's just like... Just one of those crazy stories that this guy, I think if it wasn't for this crazy coincidence, would have been in jail for murder for something he didn't do. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. But even if you know what happens, it's a pretty good documentary. It's short, easy to watch. So yeah. I give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, also watched a – shit, I don't remember which country it's from. Uh, let me look this up. Uh, a movie on Netflix, Graduation. Which is fuck okay. <laughs> it's a foreign language movie from from um, 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 Romania, Romanian film called Graduation. Basically, this guy he's a he's a teacher or a professor. No, Jesus, I think he's a doctor. <laughs> he's a doctor. He um, he's having an affair with his wife, with uh, a teacher from his daughter's school, and his daughter. It's basically like an, a, a drama, family drama type thing where she's trying to get into a great a great college from school, and it's like in Romania. He wants his daughter to basically get the hell out of there and like do something with his li with her life and. And she basically has one test left that she needs to do great in in order to get this scholarship or get this place in this school. And she is attacked. She's like attempted rape, like mugged and attempted to be raped. And it affects her like she doesn't – first she doesn't want to take the test because she's shooken up understandably but then she she finally does and basically it turns into this like you know you really you want to do better how much willing are you going to you know are you willing to do to in order to achieve that and what does that even make you if you go a certain length to right. to get that dream so it's kind of like a a moral dilemma type thing and yeah, yeah. it's a good drama it was really good. Uh, eight out of ten. Enjoyed it. Jesus, that's intense. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. <laughs> and on a more serious note, I watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. 
Oh, yeah. Not my cup of tea. Is it still the same Pee Wee Herman? Yeah, this was the old movie from the 80s. That was the same. I never saw it. I remember I probably saw some of the TV show when I was a kid, but never. Weird. It's weird. Is that the one where he has, like, the whatever you call it device with all the different moving parts? It's like his alarm clock or something. I think so. His bike gets stolen in this one. And yeah, yeah. God, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I guess it'd be fun and interesting, I guess, if you're a kid. I don't know. I, I didn't dig it. Five and a half out of ten. Didn't hate it, but just too weird for me, I think. Definitely. We always talk about good weird and bad weird on here sometimes, where it's like... It's like bad weird. Yeah, this is definitely more of the latter, so... <laughs> And lastly, caught up. I talked about This Is Us on the last episode. Caught up with it completely. And uh, it's a solid show. I will say it's like trying so hard on every episode to make you cry. (laughs) It's like. I heard it pulls on your heartstrings a lot. Yeah, it's like pretty contrived, but at the same time, it's effective. And um, yeah, basically. Most episodes, you at least well up a little bit. This one episode, towards the end of the first season, I'm almost embarrassed. It <laughs> wrecked me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was sobbing into my arm watching this episode. Like, nothing has ever done that to me in a movie or a TV show. I was like, what the? This is not happening. Like, I'm in disbelief as it's about to happen. I'm like, no, 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 uh, no, this is not happening. <laughs> But it was really strong, powerful uh, stuff, man. Um, probably because it put me into, you know, mind frame where I've been before, we've been before, is yeah. involving death and and just it was it's rough stuff. It was like cathartic though. It was good. Yeah, it hits you in the personal nukes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so the show is okay. Moments like that, I mean, that's an emotion. That uh, anything that can get you to react so powerfully has got to be doing something right. So, Definitely. good show. I'll say though, the parents played by Mandy Moore and the guy from Heroes, they're my least favorite part. Like she cannot really? act a lick. I can't stand her in the show. <laughs> she sucks at acting. But uh, and he's not all that great either. He's a little bit better. Much prefer the stuff with the kids as they're growing up, and especially the adopted son, Randall's family. So, that's that. Did you have anything else? No, that's about it for me. Cool. Let's get to our final points. What do you got for us? Uh, My point here is going to be about one of my favorite actors. Uh, Definitely in my top five, maybe even three, Johnny Depp. Uh, Just where he's kind of falling off a little bit. A little bit. A lot of it. I'd say the last thing I really liked him in was Black Mass. Uh, I thought he was incredible in that. That's Whitey Bulger. But I'm just hoping he picks back up. I'm really excited for Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, that could be great. Trailers like that look awesome. I greatly enjoyed his performance as raving drunk lunatic husband in uh, (laughs) that home video. Oh God! <laughs> With, uh, what's your face, Amber Heard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a what a performance! <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell he's really putting it on there. 
Yeah, great method actor. No. Jesus. Yeah, crazy <laughs> shit. Like, ah, uh, he's, yeah, he's having some hard times. For sure. And he's getting old and he's probably a raging alcoholic. But still, he's been in some of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I think hopefully he'll continue to do that. He's got, like I said, more Murder on the Orient Express coming up, which I greatly look forward to. I think it looks great. It'll be in the Fantastic Beat. Uh, be sequel and hopefully they can you know I just hope he comes back it just sucks to see it. people fall like that you know yeah I mean? uh, yeah I don't know I've never been a huge fan I mean I just feel like he I like him when he plays serious roles like Don yeah. Brasco stuff like that when yeah, he tries like all these these weird like Tonto and the Lone Ranger and Pirates of the Caribbean and he just goes weird, bad weird too often. Yeah, I mean I thought he was good in Pirates of the Caribbean. The newest one wasn't was, eh, to me, but yeah. I mean, especially I, yeah, the first one was great, but I, feel like I thought he was good in the first uh, Alice in Wonderland, the second one. But. Yeah, I don't know. I just he doesn't seem like the greatest person, but yeah. try to separate art from the artist. For um, sure. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's my point being, I just hope he comes back from the grave a little bit and has a second Hey, coming. is that he's in Beetlejuice sequel? Is that what you're getting at? Is he in the Beetlejuice sequel? Oh, shit, that's Michael Keaton. Fant- Fantastic Beast sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mistaken. Alrighty, then. My final point. Well, first, I, I want to touch on... The uh, Last Jedi, the Star, new Star Wars trailer, released halftime oh, Monday awesome. Night Football last night. Yeah, and I was talked about before, like in our Fall Box Office draft episode, how for some reason the, this I'm not hyped for the Last Jedi like I thought I would because I love Force Awakens, I love Star Wars, I love the director and all the characters in this movie, but the first teaser trailer thing didn't really do much for me. Well, that was fixed last night. Uh, for the uh, Last Jedi trailer, was amazing. Incredible. Gave me goosebumps and reminded me why I love these characters. And thought the cinematography was amazing. It made me remind sure. me that Ryan Johnson is an incredible director. And yeah, now I'm stoked about it. Even Lizzie with some questions of when she's talking to Kylo Ren. Yeah, like what the hell is going on? Like definitely. Right. Definitely intensely interested now. It seems like it's like is she turning bad? Is he turning good? Is Luke like telling her to pretend to go bad so they can do something? Like so many possibilities. I would almost. I guess I would kind of lean more to Kylo turning good, although he did already kill Han Solo. But yeah, and they kind of hinted at him killing his mom too. Yeah, only two months. Only two more months. Yeah. I kind of, like I'm kind of like torn a little bit. Half part of me wishes they didn't release any any trailers at all, or at least none after the teaser, just because let's let people go in blind and just experience this. Because you know it doesn't matter what trailer, even if it was a bad trailer, people are going to see Star Wars. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but at the same trailer. time, it was a freaking awesome trailer, and I'm glad I saw it. <laughs> it definitely did its purpose. Yeah, but uh, my real final point cheating with two uh i want to talk about the new gallagher brothers music do a little uh music review uh it's not very often that 
these guys release an album probably like uh, every three years or so. And they just so happen to both be releasing an album a month apart from each other. Obviously, I'm yeah. a huge Oasis fan. Um, Liam Gallagher, first solo album since breaking away from BDI, which was okay. BDI was okay. Definitely seemed like he was a little nervous to go on his own. Like, I think this is what he should have done from the beginning, especially after hearing the music. But BDI had its ups and downs. Not the strongest songwriters in that bunch. He's Liam's mostly just, he's got the voice and yeah. uh, the swagger about him. That is his calling card. But sure. I, I do love his new CD, actually. It's As You Were. Um, yeah, I think it's just a simple, straightforward rock and roll album, which, I don't know. There's, like, not any songs that are, like, classics blow your mind, but there's really no duds in there either, and just really uh, proud of him. Uh, seems like it's selling a ton of... Uh, albums on the charts at least in the uk anyway looks like he's gonna break a hundred thousand in the first week nice and uh yeah i like that more too or like like you said it's basically what you would expect but i like that where sometimes you like have a favorite artist or love an artist where they'll come out with a new album and it, they totally vary away from what they are known for and it's awful and end up hating it i'd much rather have something very solid yeah from them, you know Especially, I mean? this was important because he said, "Look, I'm going to try this one more time. I'm trying to get into it. I'm going to take it seriously." He like got in shape. He's working on keeping his voice like healthy because there was a while there where he's kind of losing it a bit. He seems like he's yeah. getting it back now. And he said, "Look, I'm going to do this, and if it bombs, I'm never. I'm leaving music industry and never coming back. Like, <laughs> there's a lot on the line." So first album as a solo artist he got some songwriters to help him out which i think is a great idea because yeah he so he wrote like half the songs on the album and i actually enjoy them quite a bit i think he's growing as a songwriter but it's not his forte yeah so it's cool to get some help and i don't know i love the production value on the album and it's got like this crisp dry uh production to it more like acoustic acousticy sound and yeah, it's tried and true, but it's good, and I think he can build from here. I think he's definitely going to get a second album now, and looking forward to it. Some standout. Sure. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I just was going to say I saw him this summer at that Manchester uh, Memorial concert. I guess you would say he played with Coldplay. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Did the... I didn't even know he had an album coming out, but it made me think of him again. You know? Yeah, that was started like... listening to Oasis again based on that. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, obviously a tra terrible tragedy, but, like, opportune timing as far as getting his name back out there. For sure. And that performance of Live Forever with Coldplay was amazing. That was awesome. And then he was on tour over the summer, and he was doing, like, acapella Live Forever performances, and it was, like, so cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I know he's coming around, North American tour coming up, we're debating going. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. We'll see what happens. But uh, <laughs> my standout tracks, it's it's tough because I really like them all. But standout tracks for me, if anyone is willing to give it a listen, I'll probably end up playing the whole album 
on the outro music here throughout the next few months. But uh, <laughs> come back to me. I shared that with you. You didn't seem to like it as much as me, but that was my favorite on the album. I certainly didn't hate it. I just love the the, <clears throat> the groove to it. I like the, the chorus. I don't know. It seemed like a different style for Liam. It was more upbeat. And uh, I don't know. I like the phrasing of it. Um, yeah. I like Bold. There's a song, Bold. It's more like a ballad. And I don't know. Just check out the album if you have any interest whatsoever. It's pretty good. For sure. Yeah. And also, two days later, Noel Gallagher in his High Flying Birds released uh, <laughs> the first single from his upcoming album in November. It's called, the song is called Holy Mountain. And I was I was telling you, completely dividing the Oasis fan base. I'm on uh, uh, Oasis fan message board which actually gets a ton of traffic, more than any other message board I go to. Half the people are like, this is dog shit, fuck this, what the hell is he thinking? Like, is he <laughs> teaming with Ricky Martin for She Bangs all of a sudden? <laughs> and then the other half, including me, is like, this is great, this is amazing, great new direction, great start yeah. to the album. <laughs> what did you think? I sent you the song. Yeah, I think you you put me right in the middle of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not all shit by any means. It's not even bad. It's just uh I think I like the teaser preview for his album more than that. Oh yeah, me me too. See this is supposed to be he's teaming up with this guy, David Holmes. I don't know if you've heard of him, but apparently he's like yeah. some super producer over in the UK. Like apparently he's known for really good shit. And he's forcing Noel out of his comfort zone. They wrote the album completely in studio, nothing like pre planned or Something he's had yeah. sitting around a while, and uh, he's—I loved the interview. He said, um, "I would come up, or we'd be working on something. It'd be good, and then I get a chorus, and he'd be like, this sounds just like Oasis.' And I'd be like, "Yeah, fucking great, isn't it?'" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, but we've heard that a million times before. Let's try something different." So, seems like they really work well together, and. It's hard to, for anyone to successfully get Noel to do something he doesn't want to do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like Holy Mountain. I don't think it's going to be the best song in the album. I definitely agree. They had this little two-minute preview with, like, bits from three different songs, and they all sounded way more interesting and yeah, just, like, yeah. different. Like, I don't know. Like, But the best thing about Noel is he can pull off this different stuff, at least, hopefully, and the melody. He's always so strong with this melody. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure it's going to be a great album as a whole. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it'll be interesting. Like, I, I haven't heard either album as a whole. I can't wait for this to come out. Be able to compare the two. Yeah, but Holy Mountain, it's like it's something out of the 50s in a way. It's like it kind of got a Beach Boys feel to it, a little bit yeah. of Weezer in a way. It's I just feel like it's so upbeat, which is kind of unusual, and it's like, fast-paced, uplifting, and it really is an earworm. It's super catchy. The chorus is incredibly catchy. Uh, I've listened to it basically on repeat for the past couple of days and it hasn't gotten old, so that's a good sign. And my five-year-old daughter loves it, which blew me away. Like awesome. I, I was just listening to it a couple of times when it first hit, and all of a sudden she's like, play it again, play it again, and she keeps singing the chorus. She won't stop singing the chorus, so awesome. love that. And it's hilarious because I heard, I saw this clip 
of Noel when he was previewing it right before it debuted. He's like, you know, this is a catchy little tune. My kids love it. Your kids are going to love it. <laughs> like, really? He basically called it as like a, a kid, song for kids, basically. <laughs> the kids will yeah, love it. Yeah. So, all right. That'll do it. A little shorter episode for us, but we second episode we're recording tonight. No top five. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We're going to come back <laughs> next week, and we're going to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Big episode. Yeah. Really looking forward to that episode, talking more about that. But in the meantime, you know what you can do? You can get at us, the redboxreport at yahoo.com, or on Twitter at the redboxreport. I'm on Twitter at the order report. I'm on Twitter at Brooks Like us on Facebook, review, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else. And until next time, have a good one. See you.